0: First off, Paul, just um, tell us how you've how you've been last four or five months.
1: Yeah, um, it's been. I mean, for the first couple of months, where I was just at home, I didn't pick up a racket, and uh, that was the first. That was the longest time I've been at home since I was like sixteen, seventeen. So um, I actually enjoyed it. Just got a lot of good downtime and um, got to spend some good time with the with the family. So um it was kind of nice in that sense and then um it's been really good to get back <laughs> playing and things like that in the, the past five six weeks so um it's def it was definitely relief when I could come back to training there
0: so you were in hall for the the whole of lockdown
1: yeah pretty much um yeah I was just in hall doing like only fitness that was it I wasn't playing any tennis or wow. anything wow mm-hmm. so no hitting
0: no balls at all that must have been hard right
1: yeah, I mean, some weeks were definitely harder than others. Um, obviously, used to being so active like every day, um, but yeah, I mean, kind of in the grand scheme of things, it was kind of it was kind of nice to have that free time where where I haven't had that in such a long time.
0: And how were you in terms of the kind of the fitness aspect? Were you just doing it completely independently, or were you trying to? Cause I know me and Brody was saying he'd been doing some stuff with Dan Evans, like kind of remotely kind of challenging each other with the fitness. Were you, were you doing it just completely off your own bat?
1: Um, well the, my fitness trainers that they, um, gave me like schedule and things to go off and, uh, things to do. So, um, it, it wasn't, it, it was like structured in a way still, um, which was good. Um, but yeah, they they would still like, I would still talk to them and stuff, and try and put the, um, they would still try and push me and things like that. So um, it was still challenging in a way. Um, still managed to
0: to get the most out of it, I'd say. Great. And you said it was a, a kind of tough realization to be cutting on college so prematurely, I guess, before your final season. I just talk, talk to us a bit about that as just a, as both a student. And as a tennis player over over in Carolina, what were your feelings about that being cut short?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, like, I've had the past three, four years such a strong connection with South Carolina and that place and, um, you know, built a lot of good relationships. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely tough to realise I was been cut short and I was leaving a lot of the people behind over there to come back and um, wouldn't wouldn't be able to see them um, and won't be able to see them as much as I used to. So, um, you know, I loved it over there and um, yeah, I loved every minute and it, was, it, was, it had been such a great experience and just uh, we was getting ready to play uh, Tennessee, I think it was, and uh, we both just got done with our practice sessions and then not long after that, you know coach came in and it was like the match being cancelled and most likely the season too so um you know for things to just happen like that it was you know it was it was really weird and um you know basically realizing my college career was over just like that it was definitely a tough way to to end things but i mean overall i'm um, definitely think i've achieved what i wanted to achieve over there anyway and i'm ready for the next step
0: have you spoken to, it was Josh Goffey, wasn't it? You were your coach over there. Have you been in touch with him much?
1: Yeah, quite a lot. We still, we still chat and, um, you know, I still want him to be a part of my team and my progress, um, you know, for, for the future moving forward. So um, that relationship's still going to stay strong and, um, and I'm still going to try and get back to South Carolina whenever I can, um, whenever I'm in the States. Um, whether that's to train or just to see my friends. so
0: Great. So you announced you were turning pro on March 16th, wasn't it? I mean, it must have been a pretty... Was it, was it a quick turnaround? What was the timeline from kind of finishing college or having your season cut short and then making that decision? I guess the pandemic kind of made the decision for you in a way, didn't it? Yeah,
1: I mean, once I realised, well, we... At the beginning, was I was maybe going to stay in South Carolina a little bit and try and see if I can train, and and then once they said we can't use any of the facilities, and then um, you know it became kind of obvious that I had to go home. You know, Josh just said, you know, you might as well try and get back as soon as possible. You don't want to be stuck here, and and yeah, I got back, and then it was kind of clear, it you know I was going to turn pro, you know, once that happened, so. Um, yeah, and then
0: I could start speaking to the agencies, and that was it. So the Battle of the Brits—that was your first competition back, wasn't it? Um, I mean, how first of all, how many weeks had you been training before that? Then, if you hadn't been picking up a racket,
1: a lot um, I think by then I'd I'd had a, a couple weeks hmm. in London. Um, and yeah, I think I think a couple of weeks, and you know, it being great, you know, I. I wasn't expecting to play the tournament and I've been training with some of those guys and uh, yeah, it'd been, you know, really good. Uh, I'd got some really good court time with, you know, some of the best players in British tennis. So, um, and then, yeah, I literally the day before um, just said, Jay's might be pulling out, so get ready. And that was it. You know, I was ready to take on the opportunity and, and play
0: what were you telling yourself during that first match was it kind of just get the basics done don't overcomplicate it because you haven't played so much for, for so long
1: yeah for sure i mean it's been a, a long time since i've been on the match court and i think it was just all about having the right expectations and putting putting out there you know the the basics the fundamentals of what i wanted to bring into the match and and then go go from there and you know i felt like i did that really well and I'd, I'd been training really well as and putting in some good work so um just kind of build on that momentum and um
0: and yeah i thought i did that really well what's the atmosphere been like at battle of the brits and then the british War recently at these kind of i don't know improvised i guess domestic events really isn't it um has been a kind of good camaraderie around the place and just a lot of tennis players is very relieved to be hitting balls again? Yeah. I mean,
1: it's, it's been really good, you know, um, as I said, like all the, all the top, top guys and every, all the top players in British tennis are literally all in one place at the moment. So, um, you know, it's really good in that sense. It's, it's a great environment at the moment. Um, you know, seeing, you know, the British number one on one court and, you know, like, Kyle on the other court and Dan on the uh Murray on the other court, and um, you know, just watching all these guys play, and then obviously, yeah, with all the British tours, it's it's great to have tennis back, and I think it's really good for British tennis at the moment. Um,
0: uh, of course, Kyle played in Holdeney he, when he was a junior. I'm not sure if you if you were knocking about at that time, but do you have a kind of particular affinity with Kyle from, from that connection?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, we both got our whole background, um, and i think I think i was, he was training at we were training in the same place when i was um i think maybe his, his last year um before he ended up moving i think to Nottingham or wherever the next place he went so we had we had a little bit at the same time in the uh time in the same uh tennis facility up in up in up Hall but yeah I mean we've got that um kind of up north, whole bond. I guess you say, but no nah, Kyle's a great guy, and um, you know we get on. We get on well.
0: Good. Well, you've had a couple of matches with Cam Norrie, haven't you? The, the past couple of weeks, most recently the final of the Brit Tour um, what do you think you've learned from both those encounters?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been really good. Obviously, to have that challenge and experience, and I think. I think the main difference with the top, the top, uh, top guys is just the the consistency of how they're able to keep producing and and they're there every point and um, don't really give much away, anything away really. So um, I definitely definitely don't feel like I'm far away um, at all. So um, it was definitely positive in that sense, and um, you know, just it shows you just got to keep keep working hard and trusting the process. Um, it's obviously great. You've got to expose yourself to to that level to to then try and get there. So, um, you know, it was, it's been
0: really good. What, what was your sense of kind of, I don't know what, obviously he's a quality player and he can, um, but what was your sense when you were playing him for the first time in the Battle of the Brits? Was there anything that surprised you particularly?
1: Um... I think he I think he um served served really well um you know he he even said um yeah to me after the match you know he served really well um so I I, I thought I get a bit more get into the games a bit more um but yeah I mean as I say he served really well and um from the ground I don't I don't know like it's weird. The score the score line obviously <clears throat> says it's an easy match, but it was it was a lot tighter I felt and still I was still very confident that I could turn things around and I it is very, very fine margins at that level. Um and it just didn't didn't happen for me. Um but yeah, like as I say, like I I wasn't, you know, too stunned by it too to stand by it all so um, I definitely don't feel like I'm far away so I think that's just a positive in itself that to show that I've just got to I'm not there yet but I've just got to keep working um, to keep getting that extra percent each day
0: yeah absolutely certainly when I was watching it on Amazon it seemed it seemed like a very close match to be fair it was every game you were in it weren't you so it, it, it was a tough scoreline wasn't it really in that sense I mean I remember speaking to you last year after the appearance at Wimbledon and uh, your matches at Eastbourne, etc. How do you think you've imp- improved in that time between Wimbledon and now? What do you, what do you think you, you've built on?
1: Uh, I think I'm physically a bit stronger now. Um, you know, still got a bit to go, but just naturally um, a bit stronger and been doing a lot of work on my serve. Um, changed my serve pretty recently. That's why it was also kind of a big step because we we was literally just started the process of changing, changing my serve. And it was kind of a few big changes um, before Battle of the Brits. Um, so really wasn't sure how the serve was going to hold up. Um, but as I said, like an opportunity like that comes, you just kind of got to go with the flow and try and, try and take advantage of the opportunity, which, um, you know, I, I thought I served like, um, pretty, pretty decent. Um, but yeah, since locked, uh, since I come back from lockdown, done a lot of work on the serve. I think that was been the main thing. And then um, also um, transitioning into the net, um, being a bit more aggressive in that way. I think got a lot
0: better at that um, since. So um, a few things really. And I mean, next year the tennis calendar is going to look probably still quite different, isn't it? How much does it worry you as somebody who's just starting out on the tour? In usual circumstances, you'd be going all over the world, wouldn't you, to, to play tournaments and to uh, ply your trade. How much does the the not knowing worry you? Or are you a kind of pragmatist in, in this kind of situation?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's kind of, you know, the the... The pandemic is, is bigger than tennis right now, and um, you know, obviously, it's not ideal that you know it's we're not in normal circumstances, but it is what it is, and yeah, just kind of going go with that at the moment. And um, you know, fingers crossed, you know, things do get better, and hopefully, 2021 is going to be better, um, and that's. Kind of what I'm preparing for at the moment. Want to be ready for. So, but yeah, it's, it is what it is, and you know we've all just got to kind of keep doing our part, and and then hope things get back to to at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. God knows, there's a lot of people who are facing job uncertainty at the moment. I guess. Um, so, what kind of support has has the LTA been giving you for the last couple of months on top of the pro scholarship program, right?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. No, they. I mean, they've been great, and um, you know, I've been working with the the team and stuff for strength and conditioning, and and treatment, and all that, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, no, they they've been great, and since I've been back home, and I mean, I've always had kept that relationship with them since uh, even when I went out to to the U S so that, that relationship's always still been there
0: and always kept in contact. So great, great. So TFO has become a, a kind of friend of yours, I understand after being, being your idol when you're a junior, I guess you saw the video he put out um, for Black Lives Matter. I just wondered your, your reflections on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's great. Obviously he's, you know, he's got a, a good platform now to, to kind of touch a lot of people in that sense, um, you know, to do, to do good. Um, and yeah, no, it was, it was a, it was a great, great video and, um, you know, very, very thoughtful and I think, uh, and very creative as well. So, um, I thought it was, you know, really, really good for him to do something like that. And, um, you know, it's, as I say, like, People like Lewis Hamilton and Serena Williams and all those when when you have a platform like that to, where you can really you know do good in the world and, and, sp- and spread a good message um, you know, I think it's great to, to do that so you know
0: praise praise to him I saw there was a, a piece when you signed with 77 management it's uh, mainly had written in The Guardian saying that you were you are a kind of distinct player in British tennis I guess as a, as a a black working class guy, what do you think from your kind of experience coming through, what do you think what do you think needs to change and I don't know what to make the game more inclusive, more diverse when it so patiently isn't?
1: I mean, I think just from personal like experience, like I've I've never had any issues like coming up with, you know, race and things like that. It's just, just simply, I, you know, I dreamed of, you know, playing pro tennis, and I, from a young age, done whatever I could to to make this dream come true, and I kind of feel like, um, you know, when other people do that, no matter, you know, from different diversities, then, then it, then it will happen if you get what I'm saying. It's, I don't feel like this, I don't know if there's too much of a an issue. It's, it's just maybe there's just not and like um, a a wide variety of um, diversity in British tennis at the moment, but I think um obviously it's great it or will be great for more diverse more diversity to to happen in in the game, but um you know just from personal experience it's just I just happened to wanted to play tennis as a as a kid and Um, yeah, I'm black and I'm I'm from a different um kind of background to the typical stereotype of of tennis, but um yeah, I'm just a a kid with a dream and trying to make it come true and I think that's kinda the message what I'd send out to anyone else who feels like um maybe they, they have to come from a certain background in tennis. You know, that's not true, you know, if you if you if you have that dream or whatever then and you you're willing to work hard and do whatever it takes to get there then like like in my situation you know luckily you have people who believe in you and willing to do
0: things off their own back to to help you out and well you're certainly making that dream happen um how's it been with 77 management it's not been long has it but has has Andy been in touch with you
1: yeah it's been fresh and um yeah I've had like I have contacts with Andy and and they've been great you know um obviously signed with a less and and yeah i mean i speak to andy um you know we message sometimes and you know i've i've been seeing him about at the ntc and, and we talk then and um you know it's it's great to have someone like him in my corner you know a legend of of this generation so um yeah i'm definitely so thankful for that what kind of
0: support is he being giving you? What kind of words of advice?
1: Um, you know, we, we hit a few times um, when, when I when when I came back after lockdown, and you know, just gave gave me a little few tips of what he maybe thinks could improve on what I do, what I'm doing well, and and uh, yeah, maybe what, what just to think what to add to my game. So. Um, you know, anything, any advice he has, I'm
0: open to to it. So you spoke about breaking into the top 100 as your first name. Um, I wonder, are you a a kind of very uh, goal-oriented person? Is that something that you kind of have sat down with your coach and you're, I mean, maybe not making a timeline for it in these uncertain times, but like, are you thinking, right, I want to be... I want to get there, break into the top hundred at a certain point, or you just kind of take it week at time.
1: Yeah, I mean, top like top hundred has always just been my 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 lifelong goal in tennis because once you're there, then you're you know you you're able to play the slams. You you're really truly making a living off of tennis there, and and I think that's when you really get to say you know you've you made it and then obviously then once you're there you can push on to, to try and go for the extraordinary things in, in tennis. But for me there's no there's no real timeline at the moment. It's just work, work your ass off day in, day day in, day out and get there as soon as possible. I mean, yeah, there's no there's, we haven't spoken about any real deadline. It's it's just, you know, full keep your on the gas and and just get there as, as soon as you can
0: really. So what are your plans for the coming weeks? So are, you, are you carrying a little bit of an injury? Is that why you're not playing the uh, the team event next week? I mean, the,
1: we said before, what when we were talking about coming back after lockdown, you know, this time is the best, you know, a perfect time to, to get any, iron any cracks out, do, do anything that needs to be done um, in preparation for when the tour is really back on. So... Um, the The tournaments what are going on now were were not the main priority for coming back and obviously it's great it would be great to be on the match court and things like that but um, as I say like we when it came back took a bit of time to do the serve and still taking time on the serve and just trying to get the body right right now and and yeah just make, really making sure I'm I'm ready for for when the tour really does open up and and there's no better time to do that. So any any small issue, um it's it's good it's a great time to to get those right.
0: Yeah, yeah, no it's a very good positive way of looking at it, I guess. And um, so for the remainder of the year, it's just a matter of seeing if the tour opens up and then if it does, what then? Playing futures? Um,
1: We haven't really had an in-depth talk about it um, because obviously everything's so up in the air and we don't really know what tournaments are going to be going on. So um, once there is a bit more um, certainty of what tournaments are going to happen and what I am able to play, then those talks will happen. So um, until then, it's just kind of, you know, getting myself better and... Um, you know working on things and yeah progressing and, and then waiting for that time to come to for when I can start travelling and, and, and playing on the, on the circuit again
0: well look Paul yeah we're, we're looking forward to seeing you back and so many other players and I'm, I'm sure you'll be looking sharp doing it with the new LSD <laughs> thanks so much for, for chatting with me this morning really appreciate it no worries